Hello everybody, welcome once again to the Brink as we come to you for our 31st rebooted Brink Delicious episode for another week and we are coming to you direct from the beautiful state of Alaska in the US of A, otherwise known as the 50th state, as uh, I believe is the uh, newest state of America, but uh, doesn't take away from its beauty, its amazingness, and just the fact that we're speaking to you from Alaska. We've got plenty to get through in this episode as well. We're bringing back a segment that I know you miss, and we will bring that to you, and also some Alaska stories, and a bunch of other things too, special guests, and everything else in between. And um, I haven't done this in a couple of weeks, actually, in terms of just being able to go over some uh, listener stats that we've had in the last week or so. And it seems as soon as we leave the country and uh, leave uh, the plucky little state of Tasmania, you tend to listen. Tasmanians want to listen. We actually got a fair few listeners from our home state in the last week or so. So uh, hello to all of you Tasmanians out there who perhaps are missing me. I don't know if that's generally what is the case. But um, special shout out to uh, listeners in South Portland in the US of A. Didn't realize that we stretched that far uh, into Oregon, but we'll take it. And uh, as always, our Italian listeners seem to uh, follow us wherever we go. So uh, just a shout out to all of those. And uh, we we hope to maintain you over the uh, the coming weeks, months, years and decades as we continue moving forward. I promised you the return of a segment that you miss and love. And without further ado, I'm going to press a button to get you excited. This is news. It's been several weeks since we've done this. I guess we've kind of been a little bit busy with guests and other things around the tracks. But uh, we thought, given we're in Alaska, we can bring you some weird news because Alaska can be a bit of a weird place. But we tried to find some Alaskan stories but didn't really come up with anything there. So we, we've decided to bring you some uh, some still fairly interesting news. Most of these are US-based. So uh, just while we're here in America, we may as well... Uh, go through that. But a couple aren't, including our first one. I will say all these stories uh, with courtesy of abcnews.go.com. It's an American website, so that counts. Uh, we're going to Norway for our first story, and activists collecting money to repair a penis-shaped rock formation in the south of the country after the popular tourist attraction was found badly damaged. Joggers discovered on Saturday that the Trollpiken rock formation had cracked and noted drilling holes in the rock, something that experts say strongly suggests the rock was deliberately vandalised. By Sunday, over 500 people had donated nearly 90,000 Norwegian krona, which equates to about 10,600 US dollars, to fix a formation located south on the southern coastal city of Stavanger. Activist Kietel Benson told public broadcaster NRK that he was convinced that the Trollpiken will be rebuilt with the donated money. Police are looking for tips to find the person or persons who did it. They could face a one-year prison sentence or a serious, uh, sorry, for a serious environmental crime. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not exactly sure how, how that works when it comes down to the fact that... Uh, Norway are very serious about their penis rock formations, uh, and as we should, as they should be. I think that uh, when it push comes to shove, the more we protect our penis-shaped rock formations, the better this world will be. Better place, better place this world will be. So uh, there you go. For those of you listening in Norway, clearly we didn't have any of you in the last week, but if we do in the next week or so, we're we're right there to reform your beloved penis-shaped rock formation. Uh, let's move to America right now because that's where we're recording this from. And uh, a bit of an interesting story, this one. I, I mean, this one's kind of funny, but it's also a bit sad. 
the fact that a man in California buried his son only to be told his son was actually still alive. Uh, 11 days after he laid his son to rest, Frank J. Kerrigan got a call from a friend saying that this, your son is alive, and then his son basically got on the phone and said, Hi, Dad, I'm alive. Uh, Orange County coroner's officials had misidentified the body, uh, according to the Orange County Register uh, last Friday. Now, the mix-up began on May the 6th when a man was found dead behind a Verizon store in Fountain Valley. Kerrigan, 82, of Wildemar, said he called the coroner's office and was told the body was that of his son, Frank M. Kerrigan, 57, mentally ill man who had been living on the street. And when asked whether he should identify the body, a woman said apparently incorrectly that identification had been made through fingerprints. Now, uh, Mr. Kerrigan said that when somebody tells me my son is dead, when they have fingerprints, I believe them. Uh, I mean, you know, I think that's kind of pretty standard. Uh, Frank's sister, 56-year-old Carol McCall of Silverado, went to the spot where he died to leave a photo of him, candle, and rosary beads, as well as flowers. Uh, she said it was a very difficult situation for me to stand at a pretty disturbing scene. There was blood and dirty blankets. On May 12, the family held a $20,000 funeral that drew, uh, that drew about 50 people from as far away as Las Vegas and Washington State. Uh, Frank's brother, John Kerrigan, uh, gave the eulogy. Uh, we thought that we were burying our brother, Mikhail said. Uh, someone else had a beautiful send-off. It's horrific. Now, the body was then interred uh, at a cemetery in Orange County at about 150 feet from where Kerrigan's wife is buried. Earlier, the funeral home, the grieving in the funeral home, I should say, grieving Kerrigan looked at the man in the casket and touched his hair, convinced he was looking at his son for the last time. I didn't know what my dead son was going to look like, he said. Then came the phone call on May 23rd saying that uh, Kerrigan's son was standing on the patio. So it's, it's unclear how the coroner uh, misidentified the body. And you guessed it, there's been an attorney hired. Uh, and obviously I feel there will be legal action coming with this one. So that is that is kind of... That's sad and, and kind of funny. I shouldn't say funny. It's more sad than anything. Uh, so, wow, that's definitely one to uh, remember. And you, you miss this segment. I know you do. Uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. Uh, let's go to Albuquerque. Let's go to New Mexico. Uh, a television news crew was gathering footage for a story about crime in the downtown area of Albuquerque when a thief drove off in one of the station's SUVs. The Albuquerque Journal reported the story on Friday about the KOB TV truck. KOB News Director Michelle Donaldson says the, mu- the vehicle was recovered within half an hour without police assistance by following the GPS tracking device that was on board. She says the thief had fled the scene and the SUV was locked with the keys missing. The crew was in the area reporting on recent concerns about crime and safety, which I clearly think they probably proved. Bit of an issue there in Albuquerque. Uh, Donaldson said it's ironic that the KOB became victims of a crime in exactly the area they were reporting about. She says it violates the rule of never being the lead story of your own newscast. Um... Well, I, I think as a lot of people would know, there's a lot of crime in Albuquerque, uh, a lot of, you know, RVs going around cooking meth, uh, a lot of people wanting to knock, and, um, you know, a lot of people wanting you to say their name. So I, I, I blame Walter White, as we always should for Albuquerque. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's, that's very ironic. Uh, let's keep moving on through the USA and go to Rhode Island, where a Rhode Island company that makes jewellery from breast milk, just just let that compute with you for a second, 
has been ordered to refund customers and return the breast milk they sent. WPRI-TV reports a state superior court judge this week approved a judgment and temporary restraining order against Mummy Milk Creations and owner Alicia McGavaro. State Attorney General Peter Kilmartin's office sued this year after receiving several complaints from customers who said that they'd sent the Westerly-based company bags of their breast milk but had been waiting as long as two years for it to send their promised creations. The station says McGarvero must refund $15,000 to 114 customers from across the country and as far away as Singapore. The company promises on its websites all remaining orders are being completed. There are lots of questions I have about this. Let's just go back to the very beginning that they make jewellery from breast milk. Now, I, I really am more intrigued about how this is a thing. Like, how can you get milk and make jewellery out of it? I mean, that is fascinating. And are there people out there who are literally like, hey, I really love my milk from my breasts. Let's wear that forever. Um I mean, sure, why not? Um, And they're getting sued for it. So, hey, Rhode Island. Okay. Uh, Final one. Couldn't be a a weird, wacky news uh, segment without Donald Trump, right? Uh, A charity that provides toilets to poor people in India is leading an effort to rename a tiny northern village after President Donald Trump, saying the gesture is meant to honour relations with the US and draw support for better sanitation in India. The new name, Trump Sulabal Village, is not official and so will not appear on maps. The charity's name is Sulabal International after the Hindi word for accessible, which is meant to describe the simple pit toilets it builds for free across a country that has too few. Many of the 400 villagers said they had no idea who Trump is. If only that was true for the rest of us. But they are delighted that their village elders agreed to the promotional gimmick because it also means they will receive free toilets in each of the village's 60 or so mud-built houses. None of the funding for the new toilet is actually coming from Trump or the US. Uh, construction worker Sajid Hussan said, I don't understand why they couldn't name it after our own Prime Minister. Uh, he said he's still happy for the toilet building initiative and hopes it's followed with funding for education, electricity and other improvements. Uh, wow, this is in- incredible. So, uh, <laughs> sure, a lot of people would probably assume that you're going to name something after toilets, you're going to name it after Donald Trump. So... Anyway, that is uh, Wow This Is News. We can fade out with some music. And uh, that's it for another segment. Hopefully we'll be back uh, too much longer like it usually is here on The Brink. Dusting off the archive, which we're going to do a little bit in this episode, a few extra ones for you today. But we're going to do a live performance from the year 2014. We've already played one from this uh, artist before, a friend of our show's Ella Fence, who is... Going on to bigger and better things, it has to be said, uh, since she appeared on the show. But 2014, this was her live performance of one of her songs called The Dust. On the brink, elephants, enjoy. You grew up and then you grew back down There's no way that I can see ever coming around You're so blind and you're so insecure But my darling I cannot help you No, I can't help you anymore I've been 
too hard to live your life for you I'm flying in and out of reality you are high and your mind is bare if there's anything left inside you Please treat it with care Your cuts and all your bruises They'll fade But it's only on the surface Cause it's just too late I've been trying Too hard to live your life For you I'm flying in and out of reality There's just no point in rearranging the dust Will you just keep on taking till there's nothing left of eyes Will you just keep pretending that this is the life you lost You are young and you wasting time It's the fear of the unknown And is what you may find I am young but only in literal sense So I'm building brick by brick My own wall of defense I've been trying Too hard to live your life For you I'm flying In and out of reality There's just no point In rearranging the dust Will you just keep on taking Till there's nothing left of eyes, will you just keep on taking to this? Nothing left of eyes, will you just keep pretending that this is the life you lost? Will you just keep on taking to this? Nothing left of eyes. I just looked that shit up like two seconds ago. You would think I would remember it. But um, it's a Friday, I think. 
It's Friday, right? Yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. Um, just thought we'd uh, introduce... <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, she's still applying makeup. That was a bit too soon. Awkward. Um, I, I, we, we planned this. We scripted it so well. And she was going to, like, apply the makeup, and then it was going to come onto it, and then it was just going to be like, Hey! Awesome! That's Vicky. Hi. Can I say that in a British accent? Yeah. Yeah. Vicky. Vicky. Did you ever watch Little Britain? Vicky Pollard? Yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, yeah, but... (laughs) She's like, what the fuck is this guy doing in my car? Seriously. I thought that ever since I picked him up. And then I was thinking, what the fuck was I thinking picking this guy up in the first place? Well, I mean, that's often what people think when they pick me up. They're like, they they, they think it's a good idea. And they're like, holy crap, this guy's kind of cool. Gets in the car and like, "Uh, Uh, at least he can buy me breakfast. (laughs) Um, Get a coffee. I'll drop him off. And then then never talk to him again. Run away with the camping gear. Uh, I was going to use that to kill him, though. Well, she she literally two seconds ago was like, and there's the cemetery, and I'm like, mm-hmm. right nice, awesome. Mm-hmm. I see there's an, like an empty plot there being dug. Um, so. Isn't that your friend you were telling me about? Why has he got a gun? Um, yeah. I can't tell you why. Well, you could. I could. But you'd have to kill me. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there? See what I did but there? But that they're digging that because the next one is for you. The, well, how many victims have you got today? They're digging a few. Like, or is this like murder suicide? Oh no, I can't. <laughs> Look at me. No. <laughs> I'm looking. Um, this is what we do. We, we've tried. What have we had here? We've had fresh roasted BB's coffee. Love in every cup. It was like the mystery drink. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. It was yeah, it, it was. was. really good. And on the they scale. Did a good job. Well, they said to me, like, how sweet do you like it? And I'm like, oh, we just met. Oh, wait. Uh, when I said eight, that joke fell flat. I, I did just, five. You did five coffees. You're strong. You strong-willed. I like how your no. lipstick's gone on your cup. I know. Mine did too, but it, I wiped it off. Okay. You get that lip stain on, it just stays. Well, it's a guy thing, you know. We... I, I've never used this lipstick, so... Oh, yeah, I have. It's one of my favourites. Oh. Yeah. It's, um... I have it... nothing to impress you with. <laughs> well, I mean, the symmetry's kind of working. I mean, it is, it is. <laughs> that's, that's often not a, a thing that I get when I first meet people. Like, here's the symmetry. Um, Across right from the, uh... The Sheraton? Right? the Sheraton Hotel. Yeah. It's kind of funny. We've just anyway. booked a room. We're just, you know, going to be like here all day and just, you know. Get doing... drunk. Yeah. It's Australian. Probably. Like experiencing Australian culture. You learn Australian. How do you speak Australian? Oh my gosh. Uh... You didn't think I wasn't going to put you on the spot. <laughs> now no. she's all shy. Uh... Oh my God, let's do a video. It's so fun. The one willing victim I've had all trip. Like, fuck it, let's do a video. Fuck it, yeah. And now she's like, oh my God, I'm so shy. Something light. Something light. You've forgotten. Rise, Did you forget? Rise up light. Say it, say it in the... Say it in rise up light. Lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Oh, yeah. Rise up lights. She just said razor blades. Razor blades. What she's going to kill you with in with the cemetery. With That's a pretty... I mean, rise up lights. Rise up lights. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty good way of killing people. So, a, a, a friend told me. Well, then they can hide it in their mouths, right? That's what I've seen the... You can hide lots of things in your mouth if you know how to do it. Yeah. Mm, you know. Uh, ex- Did you just call me a slut? No. Wow, that no, escalated that was... quickly. I don't know where that came from, sorry. <laughs> she, she went to a place that she didn't even know. She was like, put a camera on me, and straight away it's like, slut, cunt. Um, you can yeah. say it if you want to. Cunt? Yeah. Well, that seems to be our favourite word. It say. does. Yeah, it's, 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 it's how we met. It is. <laughs> cunt? Cunt! <laughs> hey, buddy! You know, like... Yeah, you know, it was uh, hashtag meant to be. Hashtag <laughs> cunt buddies. Hashtag cunt buddies. Yeah. Did we not establish that? Yeah. We should trend it. Hey. It'll be a thing. Once this video, you know, <laughs> wins all the Oscars, wins, you know, cans, wins all that sort of shit, 
Well, fuck it. We're renaming it from the Brink Unleashed 7 to Cunt Buddies. That's what yeah. the movie's called. Yeah. Do you think that would make past the censors? How's the censorship board in Alaska? It would go for like an indie film, right? And a lot of people would watch it because who doesn't watch indie films? I mean, cunts. only idiots, only cunts. Like, rise up lights, those cunts. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother kettle of fish. Like, if you're, ra- if you're razor blading your cunt, then Ooh. I hope that you've got some good... They did that in Africa. Ooh. Too soon? We're making uh, genital mutilation jokes now. Uh, we've gone from 9-11 to rape to genital mutilation. Uh, why not? Uh, this is this is a full circle oh joke. Am I a fucked up person now? Now with all these conversations that we've had? Let the viewers have... decide. Call 1-800-723-647. <laughs> is Vicky fucked up? Yes or no? Press mm. 1 for yes. Did you I even notice I'm wearing an Australia you. t-shirt? No. Actually, can you just hold that for a second? Yeah. Hi, how you doing? Hi. Uh, look at you. You can. I'm like just stripping for her in the background. Yeah, I don't even think you can see this. See, it's got like a kangaroo on what? my sleeve. See? Authentic. I did it deliberately for her. You didn't wear a fucking thing with like a moose or a goddamn polar bear on it. No, I just am the moose with the polar bear. Or maybe she is wearing it, but that's for later. Mm. <laughs> shut up, Ben. Um, see, I've got to tell myself to shut up sometimes because... I think you can answer that. No. I like this girl. She she seems to work well with older people. Mm. How old yeah. are you again, Vicky? 14? 14. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen year olds can drive cars in Alaska. Driving yeah. driving ages like Because nobody six. pulls us over, there's no police. Yeah, fuck you the know, fuck, fuck the, the police. police. Yeah. Stole my life. Sorry. You know. And I'm gonna fucking kill you. Well, on that note, I feel like we need to stop this. This is the last time you will have seen me in the Brink Unleashed 7, and we now pass the torch over to our cunt buddy to the left of me here, who will uh, clearly establish a new direction for this film. Yes. Coming soon to a theatre near you. <laughs> You're welcome. Not the first time you will hear this. Well, actually, it is the first time you will hear this. This episode won't be the last time. That's what I was trying to say. Let's play this. This is like a flash, running, running, I get so stuck in my head about flashing things back that I just don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm going to bring you a couple of these this episode because I guess one thing that we haven't really established too much throughout the brink this year is the fact that it is 10 years, 10 years since we moved to Breakfast Radio. Around about this time, 10 years ago, it was about June, July, that we had our very first show on air on Breakfast Radio. So to celebrate, I guess, a decade of Breakfast Radio, even though we're not there anymore, but we still, obviously, that's where we uh, we spent most of our time and had most fun, of course. We um, had plenty of highlights from the year 2007. 2007 was the very first year we produced a Best Of CD. So uh, we thought we'd celebrate this episode. We're bringing you a couple off from 2007. And our first one that we're going to bring you, we're going to go back and bring you some classic Confessions of a Hobart. And it was a segment that we used to have on the show where we got citizens of the great city of Hobart to send in, well, their confessions. And this is generally how it turned out. Confessions of Hobart. Thank you very much, Frank. This week's confession is another one that I'm a little bit iffy about. We, I think we had Ralph Schumacher send in a confession the other week. This week I'm a little bit... <laughs> I think it was Ralph. Iffy. This one. We've got uh, Brittany, 25, from Kentwood, Louisiana. Um, <laughs> not too sure if it's who I think it is. It, it could be. I mean, she listens, but I mean... You know, I sort of offended her a few minutes ago when I said her no, Phil Pusser's career is as low as her credibility. So I hope she's not confessing her desire to kill me because uh, I've seen what she can do with an umbrella. I'm kind of scared. What? what can um, she do? Anyway, if this is this might not even be the right person I'm talking about. So 
Anywho, she would like to confess, although now my opinion might have changed, that she's addicted to shaving her head. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say to that one, Brittany. Um, I don't think that's wrong with it. Why not? You know I'm a supporter of you. You've been an ambassador of the week before because you did shave your head. it's Brittany. Well, I'm just using her as an example. If it's another Brittany 25 on Kentwood, it's a very big coincidence. But, um, yeah, look, we supported you that the week that you did shave your head. We put you on our ambassadorial role of honour. So, look, Brittany, I don't see a problem with it. Go ahead and keep shaving your head as far as I, as I, that's what I think. That's... Your confession? I don't, th- I don't see what the problem is. Shave taking. Why not? Okay. Yeah. It's not illegal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, calling certain people certain things is illegal, but that's not illegal. So, I mean, anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much, Trevor. I'm completely not even listening to you. I love that song. At all. This week's confession comes from Brina. Now, that's obviously shorts for Sabrina. Well, I hope it is. If not, well, then I've just called her another name. She doesn't like to be called. She is 22. She is from Muna. We have so many Muna listeners here. It's, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? It's like a heartland. Angie, do you know where Moona is? No? Um, I have to confess, no. And well, there's your confession. It is my confession, yeah. Well, you should send these in. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> you should really send these in. Moona is between... You're better off that way. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in between... It's in between Glenorchy and Newtown, sort of. Northern Suburbs era. This week, Brina would like to confess that sometimes she misses the show week to week. Now, right there, I'm going to stop the confession right there and say, slack, Brina, slack. Not good enough. You shouldn't be confessing that to me. That just makes me angry. And when I'm angry, I'm angry, all right? Anthony, what do I do when I'm angry? He gets cranky. I get cranky. What do I do when I get cranky? You start hitting people and I throwing I start things. hitting people and throwing things, and that usually means Anthony and Trevor. So, Brina, mm. you know, uh, <laughs> she would like to ask whether or not, with this confession, that if we, when are we putting out a greatest hit CD of the best moments from our show, or if we're releasing a, a DVD special edition of all the Brink moments on one box collection set. Now, look, Brina... <laughs> No, look, okay, the thing that's special about The Brink is the fact that because we're such a fantastic show, that we're the best show in the world. I'm not going to say Australia anymore. I'm going to say the world because, Anthony, no hands down, that's how it is. Because we're broadcasting When you have somebody as famous as me and somebody as want to be famous as Anthony, there is no questioning it. You have Austrian people on it, namely namely Angie. I was going to call you Jen. I don't know why. We have newsreaders as attractive as Jen. What more (laughs) do you want to poke a stick at? That That is top quality radio there, people. All right? Now, Brina, when you've got special stuff, as much as we have, there's no point in putting out on a DVD or a greatest hit CD because the thing that makes it so special is that you have to listen to completely appreciate it. And if you miss it, well, then it's your own calf titties. Isn't that right, Anthony? That's what that lady said that one time in the 90s or the 80s. Yeah, well, I remember the 80s like it was 20 years ago. And this is what I would like to say. <laughs> is that... Is that... No, Brina. I'm glad that you confessed this. And that you need to listen. And if you're listening to this now, the good girl, you're learning. Even though, you know, you're probably just listening to see if you've got five seconds of fame. You've got your five Brina, seconds of fame. listen to the show. No excuse. Exactly. Full stop, capital letter, next sentence. <laughs> yep. That's wicked. That's all I'm going to do. That's confession. No, all right. This week's confession comes from Ben. He's 20 and he's from Claremont. That's a great... Great name, Ben, and it's a great place to live. <laughs> it's fantastic. And he would like to, he would like to, are we confessions or ask Anthony? 
Well, confessing. We'd, we'd be in confessions because if he was asking after you'd be talking. Yeah. See, I'm, yeah. Uh, he would like to confess that he doesn't know what he does most of the time and that he tries to be overly funny and that most of the time his brain doesn't connect to his mouth and he wants to know how he can fix this. Why do these confessions turn into questions? I don't know, Ben. These I are don't conf- know. These are confessions, people, not Questions. So Ben, twenty from Claremont. No, this you should be asking Anthony. He's confessing that he's yeah, especially a asking maybe. you that question. It's gonna exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. This isn't ask Ben. I don't give out advice. I don't need to give out <laughs> advice. So uh, your advice, Ben, is that I think that you should. I don't know what. I, I don't know what your profession is. You know, you're not on radio, so that's lucky. Because if you're on radio, <laughs> it would be embarrassing. All right, you would not want to be on radio and just speak utter dribble because that would just. Like now it, it would just it would defeat the purpose of you being in the position that you are so i think what you need to do is you need to go out there and get yourself a book yes a book there are these things and in libraries they've got pages and they've got words in them they're very informative i just found about them the other day and i think you should read them out loud practice your speaking and then that way your brain will be connected to your mouth and you will speak or the other alternative is go to an electronic shop and buy yourself some alligator clips and, you know, go to... Some what clips? Some alligator clips. You know those things that look like alligators and you connect to things? And then you go to no. a doctor. Go see, you know, Dr. Green at the ER or Dr. Carter. or They all left, didn't they? They're not in the ER anymore. Well, who's on there now? Dr. Corday. No, she left too. Um, what's that Croatian guy, Luca? Luca Kovac. Go see Dr. Kovac at the ER, um, you know, and he'll, he'll fix you up, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Well done. Okay. That's great. Well done, Ben. Thank you very much. And I'm saying well done to Ben, the person who actually sent in that confession, not to me. <coughs> Thanks, Trevor, turning you down. Why are we doing that to poor Trevor? He, he doesn't have a job otherwise. Oh, well, it's a shame. He's going to be fired anyway. Uh, before we go to the confessions of Hobartian, Angie. Yeah. How are you? Scared you, didn't I? What is today celebrating in Austria? Um, the... Is my mic on? I can't hear me, actually. It is on. It is on. We can hear you. We okay. Can... Um, the declaration of, like, of um, neutrality. Neutrality. That's a good day to celebrate. Neutrality. 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 Oh, don't correct Angie, Anthony. It's not very nice. No, I corrected no, you. Uh, she said it first. So, you know. Anyway. Uh, and also, before we go to confessions, I should also wish a happy Angam Day to all the Nerubians listening to the show That's nice. today. Uh, moving on to Confessions of a Hobart, and which is why we play that introduction. It comes from Anthony. He is 20 and he lives in Hobart. That's a good place to live. Oh, it's very it nice is. of Anthony. It really um, it's is. funny how we had a Ben last week. We had an Anthony this oh, week. Oh, isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's, it's just clever. Uh, Anthony would like to confess that he doesn't know. He doesn't know. What doesn't he know, Ben? You know what he doesn't know, Anthony? You no, know, Ben, why don't you tell me? Anthony, do you know what Anthony doesn't know? <laughs> he doesn't know... How what to, you're going to say. ...how to come up with anything, because he apparently has a little uh, thing he writes on the internet, like a little blog. Uh, oh, it, yes? It, actually, it, coincidentally, it's actually called Ask Anthony. Uh, and he wants to... He can only ever seem to get sent ones that have to do with horticulture and uh, ones that have to do with plants. And, and why is this a confession? Well, he's confessing that that's how it works and that he wants to know why do these always turn into questions he wants to know exactly how these can be fixed I'm not even going to bother with an answer there Anthony 20 of Hobart you know why <laughs> Anthony 20 of Hobart because look I'm guessing that you're just um, the person sitting opposite me disguising <laughs> himself Anthony why are you sending these in it's not funny Yuma why come on 
You, I'm not, it's not my fault you just made it up on the spot I didn't, because you didn't really have anyone send it. Anthony, are you trying to say we make these other ones up too? No, just this one. No, we didn't. Why are you turning bright red? You're redder than your sunburn yesterday. I'm already red, baby, Angie, because I'm sunburnt. Um, in Austria. I'm just enjoying this. In Austria. Yeah. Do they have radio? No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. We don't have anything in Austria. <laughs> you should get it. It's cool. You know, you have, you have idiots like us in the radio. So I mean, you know, if we can get on air here, I mean, imagine in Austria. I was so excited when I when I, when I heard it for the first time here. When like, you actually got to meet what, us, yeah, because like, we're big in Austria. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I know there's a statue of me in the streets of Vienna. I mean, that's fair enough. When you go back home and you tell people that you met me and you got to sit in the studio with me, what do you think their first reaction will be? Oh, to disown, they will scream and they will try to touch me. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's, just it's all right then that I've been trying to do that. Because it's like it's normal. Then is that just something that your family does? What? <laughs> no, no, I think we should change the subject because somehow it got onto a I love confession. Austria. I really onto you, think ben. that Aust- well, everything always gets onto me. Anthony, come on, be honest. Here. Definitely feel that's something we could bring back in 2017. People, you know, want to get things off their chest. So hey, if you've got anything that you need to send us, send them in. I'm sure we can find somewhere to fit them in on this show. <laughs> Travelling the world, it's still important to keep up to date with uh, several of our podcasts and everything else throughout our little Brink tree, our Brink family, all these spin-offs and everything else that have uh, been produced over the years. Now, the Oz Network, of course, is kind of our main spin-off now. It kind of emerged from Survivor Oz, and we're still producing episodes. And not just talking about Survivor, we obviously talk about other movies and TV shows. We've been covering a lot of Spider-Man recently in the lead-up to Spider-Man Homecoming being released in the cinemas. And uh, on the weekend, and myself and co-host Colin sat down and recorded an episode about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I'm going to say it, it's a piece of shit. The film is terrible. If you've never seen it, don't. It's, it's garbage. But uh, I had a bit of fun with it, as we often do, as did Colin. Wanted to play a little bit of a snippet. We don't often do this, but we're going to do it because I found this funny. Colin found it funny. This is what happens when you start talking about random things that involve what certain villains look like in comic books as opposed to on movies and then somehow gets turned into a very well-known alias actor looking like a certain farm animal. Goblin finally is revealed, you know, his transformation. I like, like, the grotesqueness of Goblin. It's funny that they have never actually done the Green Goblin from the comics, which there's a reason why. It kind of looks like a Keebler elf, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, let's be honest. Willem Dafoe didn't need anything because it's just Willem Dafoe. He looks like that. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> but, yeah like, he, <laughs> but people were kind of upset with, like, his uh, costume, the the Willem Dafoe one, that it was just kind of like this armor. And I personally like that compared to, like, you know, wearing a sock over your face that the comic book <laughs> one has. Um, here, his <laughs> face just looks deformed. <laughs> Basically, what it is it looks like an elf. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I look up Green Goblin shit. in the comics. You'll see what I mean. All right, I'm googling that now. Keep talking. <laughs> Green Goblin but, sock. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that Harry's face just becomes deformed to look like the Green Goblin's mask from the comics. I think that's kind of cool. And <laughs> like I still a fucking Santa elf. <laughs> I know that's what I said. It's an elf. <laughs> And yet people are like, oh, why did they do the armor in the first one with Willem Dafoe? Oh, why did they make Grinch like a, a hate purple mutant? thing? That's not scary. He just looks like an evil Grinch. I know. It's like it's, it's terrible. So, but so yeah, I'll, I'll compliment a creative way of doing the you know hairy look as the goblin here. Um, it's a very brief scene, but 
I think this is where it all becomes like the tease of the movie because there are moments in this fight scene where they are teasing Gwen's death before it actually happens. And then the other interesting thing, and this is what uh, I'll kind of get your opinion on, because there's three characters I want to talk about here. We already oh, talked. Three. It's like three. <laughs> Thanks for sending that picture. <laughs> it's true. Oh, <laughs> With his little pumpkin. Uh... <laughs> He's holding a testicle with a frowny face on it. I want that Green Goblin in a Spider-Man movie. The man has a purse if you've ever looked at the Green Goblin. (laughs) Don't knock Willem Dafoe and Dane DeHane's look, okay? Fucking (laughs) purse. It's a purse with the man back. And pointed purple shoes. (laughs) I think this whole Harry Peter thing was set up well before 2014. He's wearing a mini skirt and stilettos. <laughs> Sex in the city. Dun, 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 He's Jessica Simpson. What well, not Jessica Simpson? What's her name? Jessica Horsewoman. Sarah Jessica Simpson. What's her name? Sarah Horsewoman. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. This, is, this is the Green Goblin for the comics is essentially a green Sarah Jessica Parker. Hey. <laughs> We're so sexist. Uh, <laughs> sexist is one woman who looks like a horse. We're not saying women as a whole look like a horse. Good save, good save. Because seriously, Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a horse. <laughs> really Why are we does. talking about her? Because she looks like a fucking horse. Like <laughs> <laughs> <The> green goblin. <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry. We, we're doing really good with the time, but we are not staying yeah, This episode's so short. <laughs> we're going to come in under the length of the movie. <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to turn off the picture you said. <laughs> we'll, we'll tweet it. <laughs> it gets better. Wait, do you see the one I'm about to send you next? Oh, no. What is this? <laughs> Is Sarah Jessica Parker's head on a horse's body? <laughs> Scratch so... another one off the list that we will never get on this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry to the people at my Airbnb in Anchorage if you're listening to this right now, wondering why some random Australian guys cracking up laughing in your house. Oh, it's the funniest photo I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> This is the best horse picture since we had the horse in the tuxedo on Double R Seven. I do. Why did Matthew Broderick marry that woman? <laughs> I love you, Matthew. <laughs> Have a carrot, Sarah. Have a carrot. Me. Do you take this man, Matthew Broderick, to be your loving husband? I do. <laughs> Okay, let's get on with the green. Life goblin. moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to take a look once in a while, you can miss it. Even with a horse. Oh, okay, um, green goblin <laughs> in purple pointed shoes. Out am I? Not my shoes, though. They're so in fashion, darling. <laughs> Okay, I don't think you'll ever be able to look at the comics ever again. <laughs> and horse Sarah Jessica Parker's wearing the same color as the Green Goblin's costume. 
<laughs> See, we segued into it. It all ties in. <laughs> Disbanded Oz Network Universe. <laughs> this is why my baby cries in the episodes. <laughs> That's why our listeners cry in these episodes. <laughs> I shouldn't be listening to this. It's not funny. Get on with the movie. <laughs> Somebody please tweet out a video of you crying to this episode. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to get so many videos. <laughs> we will send you your very own Double R7 t-shirt if you tweet that. We don't even have them, but we'll make it just for you. <laughs> Available by iTunes. <laughs> All right, we don't want to get you evicted here. Let's uh, wrap this up. Oh, it's, not um, like I can, it's not like I would be out in the streets at night time. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's four in the morning in broad daylight. You know, they say don't walk down streets in dark alleys. Like, well, they don't exist here because it's never dark. <laughs> I'm going to mug you. No, you can't. It's one o'clock in the morning in daylight. See you, suckers. Because there's somebody out there going, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. <laughs> People in Alaska are going, mate, just come here during the, the summer months. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right. What present you Icarus. <laughs> Imagine the sun, daylight, twenty four seven. Um, come to Alaska. I, I couldn't even tell you what that was all about, but uh, hey, you can download it via the Oz Network. Just get a free plug in there, and uh, you should anyway because you love hearing my voice and you want to support the other shows that we produce. I told you that we'll be playing a few more of these in this episode, well, at least one more. So let's press this button again. it back 2007 once again now we've been playing a sort of a very sporadic segment on this uh, show we play you a classic interview rather than play an entire interview right now for you we're going to just bring you the five questions that we would ask all our guests and 2007 of course we debuted these five questions and we started to get some big name guests on the show We, we tried our hardest and we got some Cornelia Francis very iconic Australian actor of course you would know her from Home and Away she's been in Sons and Daughters so many different shows and a lot of people would know her of course early on in the early 2000s is a host of the game show The Weakest Link. Very big show at the time. But we, of course, we put our five questions to Cornelia Francis, and uh, it was myself and Anthony, and this is what happened. Honest and open with these as you like. No, don't hold back. We won't hold it against you no matter what you say. So our first question that we have is, what is your favourite type of cheese? I, I can't eat cheese. I'm sick. Oh, really? Um, yeah, well, I can't even smell it without having to run away. Wow, well, there you go. We've got a good um, answer for that one. No cheese at all. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, well, second question. Are you a folder or a scruncher? Am I a folder? Or a scruncher. You know, the sort of the ads are sort of had to, regarding the toilet paper? Um, folder. Folder. That's, That's the way. The way. High go. five to that. We like to hear that there's more folders out there. We need more of them out there, Australia. If you're listening, we need more of them. <laughs> I'm on your team, Mo- I could always call you Morag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped myself then. How embarrassing. Uh, don't, don't be. Okay, our next question. Now, we sort of have to change this one a little bit, being over the phone. Who do you think is better sounding, Anthony or myself? Say me. It's you okay. sound very similar, if I may say so, and that's not really? being diplomatic. You really do. Wow, well, we take that as a compliment, I think. Yeah. Especially um, Anthony's part. When you, but when you do a double radio show, you, you tend to... Um, take from each other 
you know, you play together, yeah, so you, you take little intonations and things from each other without even knowing it. You, you sound very similar. I couldn't tell you apart at all. Oh, that's fantastic. just that's just um, that your way beautiful. of saying that. that. That's a great answer. We really like that that's, one. <laughs> that's just your way of telling me that I sound better. That's, oh. a, that's okay. See, that rubs no, off on him, the arrogance. That. You honestly do. It sounds very good. <laughs> okay, question number four. Are we alone in this universe? I would like to think not. Absolutely. I can't, because we can't comprehend what's out there, um, I can't understand why just one planet um, in the universe would be populated with creatures as we are and not any other. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many... I love all the UFO stories and things oh, and I'm mad about the films that they make and people that, <clears throat> excuse me, that have um, supposedly seen them or been taken away and I love it all. So I'm, I would love to think that there's something out there. We'll talk to the writers of yeah. Home and Away and maybe they can put in a UFO storyline in there. Sorry? Maybe you should talk to the writers of Home and Away get them to put in a UFO storyline with Morag they or something. Nah, listen, <laughs> she can sue the aliens. <laughs> well, that's true. I suppose being summer bay, the last thing they would need is a UFO. Yes. <laughs> and they, I mean, yeah, go on. And so the final question we have, uh, here on the brink we uh, have discussions at the moment for a possible Olympic bid for Hobart. Now, of course, it sounds very outlandish, but we believe it can happen. So our question regarding that is what is one event you would love to see at the 2020 Hobart Olympics? Now, this doesn't have to be a sporting event. It can be anything you want. When we had Paul O'Brien, he was talking about um, having golf driving range, taking pot shots at the cast of Neighbours. Oh, he's a silly boy. <laughs> he, um, he's come up with some very strange things, that young man. <laughs> um, we'll cut that bit out. We won't put that bit to air. No, well, my best friend happens to be, or one of my dearest and closest friends happens to be the executive producer on Neighbours, and he used to be our storyliner on Home and Away. <laughs> oh. So, um, yes. A few words you with know, Paul O'Brien later. Neighbours from me, let me <laughs> tell you. Um, what would I like? Um, skydiving. Skydiving. Fun. Adrenaline pumping. Yeah. Gets all the people. Gets the crowd. Yeah. And that would really I draw in the youth. I'd love that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> and you could be the first contestant. You can go for gold for Australia, Cornelia. Oh, I could. You could. I could try. I'd probably plummet to the bottom. But, um, <laughs> well, it I'm doesn't. Right. that won't <laughs> matter as long as you try it. Yeah. That's, we give away gold medals for trying. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose. It's no. whether you compete. How right you are. Such an iconic voice in Australia. And uh, apparently she's back on Home and Away, I believe. I haven't watched Home and Away in a few years, but uh, I think she's returned. So, uh, Cornelia, if you're listening, welcome back to Home and Away. <laughs> As I mentioned at the top of this show, uh, I'm currently sitting down in a beautiful state called Alaska, which uh, for those of you who are not too familiar with uh, a map of the world, look at a map of North America, look right up the top left-hand side and you will see Alaska, the 50th state of the USA. And uh, it's definitely a very unique and beautiful place because if you if you kind of look at a map of North America, you, you, you would assume that when it push comes to shove that Alaska should be part of Canada, really, because, I mean, it's obviously uh, right up the top left-hand side, or it could be part of Russia because it's, it's very close to Russia. And I learnt during the week that it did obviously used to be part of Russia and that America did buy it from the Russians for about $7.2 million, which is uh, 
quite a, a crazy little thing to think of. It became a state of the USA uh, January 3rd in 1959. So, again, a sort of a very new state on the grand scheme of things. And, of course, it is the largest state in the United States of America. So it's a, it's a very big state. And, and even getting here is a bit of a, bit of a fun time. I uh, spent, uh, as you heard in last week's episode, a lot of the uh, portion of the end of last week, I was in uh, Atlanta. I went blank on where I was. Uh, and then I kind of crossed it through. I did a brief stop over in Toronto. And then from Toronto, there's a four-hour flight cross-country of Canada to Vancouver. Spent about an hour or two in Vancouver, then for another three-hour flight north up to Anchorage, which is where I'm recording this for you right now. And you barely even scratch the surface of Alaska. It's, it's like saying you go to Perth in Western Australia and like, oh, I've saw, I saw all of Western Australia. Well, you, of course you're not going to. But I guess kind of very similar to Western Australia where Western Australia is mainly desert and you kind of have, you know, Perth and a few other cities across the way. That's what Alaska's like. You've got Anchorage and then you've got several other cities spread spread across the place. But, you know, several things that I've learned are the fact that uh, pretty much the majority of these towns in Alaska, very small towns, and they they don't have access by road. So you have to fly basically everywhere in Alaska because it's so big. And um, one in five people here in Anchorage apparently have their pilot's license. It's one of the busiest uh, cities in the world for, for air travel. Uh, and just the, the small aircraft is, is incredible. There's a big lake here where basically it's just surrounded by small little aircraft. You can't look up in the sky without seeing some form of aircraft somewhere. And uh, it really is it, it, it's incredible to see. And, and I'm here obviously in summer at least in US summer, I know if you're listening to us in Australia, you're going, fuck you, Ben, it's winter, it's cold. Well, I'm in Alaska right now, and even their summer's not exactly uh, hot. I mean, I think speaking to you at the time of recording this is about 19 degrees Celsius, which is the warmest it's been here. Um, it's gotten blue skies and all that sort of stuff, but just the, the one real unique thing that is something that I don't know if I could ever get used to being here is that uh, in the summer months, the sun basically does not set. You basically have about 21 or 22 hours worth of daylight. So uh, I'm looking out the window at midnight and it is bright as it is at midday. It is it is crazy and it's it's really it does mess with your head a little bit. You're kind of thinking like, well, what's going on here? It should be dark right now. And on the first night, I was out and about and it was, say, 10 o'clock at night. And there are just there are people in parks, just like riding their bikes. There's kids playing basketball in the street, and it's ten o'clock at night. And you're thinking, well, what the hell? They should be in bed or stuff like that. But it's still so bright outside. Uh, so it, it definitely is, of course, very uh, an interesting experience. But of course, on the flip side of that, if you think about it, come winter time, it's pretty much the opposite. I was speaking to one of the Uber drivers and was basically saying the sun rises at like eleven o'clock in the morning and sets at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So you've only kind of got like four hours worth of uh, daylight in the winter time. So I guess it catches up on you when it comes to that. But it's a beautiful place uh, from what I've seen. Uh, I, I went on a city tour throughout Anchorage on the, the first full day I was here and got to see some unique sights. Uh, we saw a wild moose, which was kind of cool, and we went along a bird sanctuary platform. We got some amazing views kind of just of the, the, the many mountains that are obviously around here. And then uh, the following day, I was lucky enough to do a glacier tour of Portage Glacier, a whole day tour and kind of just stopped along various points, saw uh, the largest chocolate waterfall in the world at some venue, uh, tried reindeer sausage, which was very nice, and then basically, yeah, out to Portage Glacier, got in a boat and clearest blue water and just amazing mountains and then just this glacier right in front of us and there's at one point this giant bit of ice falls down i didn't actually see it i heard it and kind of by the time i turned around it had gone 
and then you felt the wave kind of like hit the boat and then we got to try glacier ice and really incredible stuff. You're going to love the Brink Only 7 when it eventually gets released because you'll see all this footage. Um, and yeah, it's, it's certainly, uh, it's a very unique place. And I mean, Anchorage, I think is kind of a, it's a city that, um, I was maybe expecting to be a little bit bigger, but it's, it's got a bit of a vibe about Hobart about it. It's kind of, you've, you've almost got like that, that small town, big city feel, not that Hobart's a big city, but it, it kind of does feel very similar to, to how I would, you know, yeah, describe, I guess what, uh, what Hobart's like. So, uh. If you ever got an opportunity to come to Alaska, I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a hike to get here, but uh, again, it it definitely is is worth the trouble. And you know, sad that I can't maybe uh, be here longer and uh, experience because obviously there is there is so much here to uh, to try and experience and see in such a short amount of time. So uh, that's Alaska, that's Anchorage, and uh, still here for a little bit too. By the time uh, you listen to next week's episode, a portion of that will be recorded and come to you from Alaska, uh, mixed up with uh, my next destination, which of course is Hawaii. So uh, there you go. That's a bit of a, an Alaska story for you and hopefully I have more for you on uh, next week's show. All right. You know my favorite part of the show is when I get to press this button. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favorite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Getting those lyrics. And we're going to go back to the year 2008. I would go back to 2007. Obviously, we're trying to celebrate a little bit of the decade of us being on Breakfast Radio. But given we didn't do Forget Lyrics back in 2007, 2008 was the first year we did it. And I thought this could kind of coincide with uh, there's a bit of a revival this year of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the, the great movie uh, story, of course, and um, apparently Josh and I uh, did this. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast. I, I think I vaguely remember this actually, not knowing the song. Uh, it was it was one of those ones that you think you know, but then kind of when the song comes on, realise you don't actually know it. So, um, Beauty and the Beast, Josh and myself, two thousand and eight. Let's listen to it. <laughs> I just also want to add that I actually don't know this song, so apologies to Disney fans out there. <clears throat> we have a show called The Brink. I like it a lot. Josh is my friend. He is a bookend. We like to sing stuff. On the brink. You go now, Josh. Ben can't sing at all. I'll tell you that, brother. He looks so small. In the summer sun. Ben is number one. Very good save. Ben and Josh on the brink. You want me to go now? Yeah. Alright. This song doesn't make sense, but whenever do... Whoops, hang on. Whenever do they... That was part of the song. It was, don't laugh. Even when we're on the fence, eating our tents, sitting, watching sport... Josh on the brink We do not stink On this radio Ben and Josh will go All the way we can And 
actually quite rubbish. Um, I, I apologise for that. I thought that was a lot better than it was. So uh, I think we might need to make up for that. Perhaps uh, perhaps we need to skip forward a little bit and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do here. Let's let's just hear some magical sounds right now. <laughs> Definitely some magical sounds there. Yes, uh, I think we need to play another one. Why not? Let's press this again. That time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Oh, yes, forget the lyrics. Woo, it's not like we haven't heard this already, you say, but who cares because it's amazing. Let's go back to 2014. I, I like the year 2014. The Olympics were on that year. The World Cup was on that year. Germany won the World Cup. Um, yeah, yay. Uh, Hawthorne won the Premiership, but fuck them. Uh, but we are going to play uh, myself and Dakota singing to the iconic, I keep using that word this episode, uh, Snow Patrol song. You never thought you'd hear that in a sentence. Chasing Cars. Um, I vaguely remember this one too. Actually, this one was quite funny. I hope it's funny. It's going to make up for that crap you just heard. So, uh, myself, Dakota, 2014, Snow Patrol, Chasing Cars, Why the Fuck Not? I asked her out. We went to the biscuit shop. She bought me a cookie. It had raisins in it. I'm allergic to them. I had diarrhea everywhere. If she liked me, if she really liked me, she would have picked up some paper towel and wiped it off my leg. It wasn't the best date. She's not even my mate. She blocked me on Facebook. Never eat raisins on a first date. If you poop everywhere. If I just poop If I poop everywhere When I eat raisin cookies On our first date it's not going to go well It's really bad I should have told her I was allergic Now she's going on a date with Dakota and this is how it went. (laughs) I went on this date with a girl called Emma. We, I can't remember where we went. We brought some food I offered to pay for her She said that would be great We ordered our food 
But I didn't have enough money The look she gave me was like What the hell is this? She, we left the cafe or wherever it was And got in my car Then I remembered that I'm only 15 and don't have a car car (laughs) So we walked, uh, got out of the car (laughs) It was the Lotus Type 59 (laughs) We started walking down the street I looked back and said I said Whose car did we just get into? I can't even drive She said I don't know But it was pretty fun knocking that guy on the bike out If we stayed up And watched movies It would have been a great date, but we just went to bed at our own houses. (laughs) That was better. That was a lot better than uh, than that rubbish you heard before. So, uh, look, made up for it, I feel. And plus, you got to hear an extra forget lyric. So, aren't we all celebrating this? (laughs) All right. Time to close it out for another episode. Episode 31 is in the history books, and we hope you had a lot of fun like I did. Uh, the very first time I can ever say I've recorded an episode this far north in the world. Uh, look up a map of Anchorage and just see how far I am and then you'll see just exactly where this episode has been recorded. But uh, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we'll still have a few more bits and bobs coming to you from Alaska throughout the week uh, for our next episode. But uh, a lot of that will then be focused on Hawaii because that's where I am flying to next. So uh Hope you're enjoying these adventures, uh, these adventures, as I have been labelled sometimes to say, and uh, definitely uh, having some fun. Sad that this is nearly coming to a close because I'm having a blast and don't want to go home, but sadly you've got to go home some point, right? Uh, as always, if you want to stay up to date with all of these episodes and uh, perhaps get them direct to your devices, subscribe on iTunes. That is the easiest way to do so. Just search for The Brink on there. While you're there, you can leave us some feedback if you like. That would be very nice. And uh, also share and love it with your friends because, you know, if you've got friends, great. I'm jealous. I don't. So that's why I recorded podcast. But let them know because we would definitely love to uh, to share that uh, with them and hopefully they can um, like it as much as we think you should. Uh, like us on Facebook. That's probably the easiest way to stay up to date as well. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with everything. And just reminding you, of course, we are filming all these adventures along the way. So uh, the Brink Unleashed 7 will be coming soon and you'll be able to see a lot of what we're talking about in person on video. So uh, get excited and that's where you can stay up to date. On that, as well as our uh, YouTube channel. We don't tag that too much, but um, generally you can find that. Just search for the brink on YouTube, and you will have all that fun along the way. I kind of feel a bit plain right now closing this out, because the last couple of weeks we've had uh, our following things said uh, in French and German, and I'm just going to go back to saying it in English. But hey, cool, we can't be exciting every single week. Thank you for tuning in to The Brink. It has been a pleasure as always, but until next week... Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and a good night. Or as I say in Alaska, good day. <laughs> <laughs>